What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Welcome in to episode 243 of The Full Goal Podcast, brought to you by The Ringer, of course. Spotify is the gang, and this also is the local angle. Shout out to all our FanDuel TV people out there. We're going to get the local angle every single Friday. You're going to get yourself an hour's worth of content from all over The Ringer network of podcasts, whether it be from Boston, whether it be from Philly, and of course, right here in Chicago. Shout out to New York, New York, my man, John Yastrzemski. Um... I want to send this one out and this one by this one. I mean, this F you to the national basketball association and all the people who are regarding themselves as higher ups, front office members, the commissioner, the, you know, shout out to everybody. This, this is a big, big middle finger and kicking the rocks to all Bulls fans and Chicagoans. I'm going to tell y'all why today slash tonight was an 
awful, awful night in Chicago sports history. You might think to yourself, oh, it's the Vooch completion of the trade. You know, you get you get you now a number 11 pick, and, and now Orlando gets to pair that with Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr., and I'm sure Tony will put up all the, the particulars of the trade for me uh, before we get out of this segment. But, man, man, let me tell y'all what happened. Can I, I like to paint a picture for people every once in a while. I jump in the car, go get my kid from daycare or from aftercare, I should say, right? He gets to run around after school for a couple of hours with his friends. He gets in the car smelling like outside. He's all dirty. He's all messy. He's got everything all over his face and in his hair. And I don't care. I'm a happy, proud papa because my guy made it through a school day seemingly unscathed. And tonight was going to be a monumental night. I was going to explain to my son what happened 15 years ago during around this time with lesser odds, one point, what, 7%. The last time the Bulls got themselves the number one overall pick with Derrick Rose being the selection, Michael Beasley going second in that draft 15 years ago. I know I was in a in a garden apartment in Hyde Park, my first place, right? I'm, I'm stretching my legs as a human, as an adult. And all of a sudden, my favorite team gets the number one overall draft pick. And it changed the trajectory, not only the franchise, but my career. And I've talked about it on this podcast. Derrick Rose becoming a Chicago Bull and me looking at the higher-ups at the station that I was working with and say, hey, I will go there and get some proprietary content because I know you motherfuckers can't ask a question to save your lives out here, right? Like this dude and I, I'm probably going to have different conversations. Hopefully that can parlay that into some kind of pay. Next thing you know, I'll be, you know, not living in the garden apartment in Hyde Park. I digress. We fast forward 15 years later. We're in the car. My guy's falling asleep. I'm like, get your energy together, Jay. Tonight, I can feel it. Tonight's going to be a big night. 15 years ago, I didn't have my, my lucky, you know, little kid next to me. Now I got my lucky six-year-old. We sit down. We plop ourselves right down in front of the TV. He asking me what NBA means. I'm like, kid, it don't matter right now. Can't explain these things to you because big business is about to happen. We jump on IG Live. That's right. Yeah, IG Live, the place where all the bad things happens around the NBA. I jump on IG Live. I tell people that they can get ready to hear the podcast tonight because we are dropping it after draft lottery and game one of the Western Conference Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers. I got all my Chicago peeps riled up. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's making sure they're keeping that White Sox misery out of their heads and keeping that David Ross questioning out of their heads with that bad bullpen they got with the Cubs right now. Focus. Everyone focus your energy. And we all know it's a long shot. It's not going to happen. My man, Casey Johnson, who covers the Bulls like a blanket and also is my teammate at NBC Sports Chicago. He tweets out that if the Bulls don't get 14 through 11, that means there is movement because they cannot be 5 through 10 with the odds that they have. So if you don't see that card, 14 through 11, ladies and gentlemen, we in the money. So I'm like, yeah, all right, I know the parameters. Like, yeah, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting a couple of weeks for this. I've been thinking this whole season. Like, what was it all about? Not ever winning four games in a row. The, the drop defense being played at certain times. Not knowing that Vooch, you had to play through him as a basketball team. And for whatever reason, constantly going against whatever worked. The Patrick Beverly sign that, that helped you go 14-9 and nine or whatever the hell it was down the stretch after the trade deadline that prompted Pat Bev on his pod to say that if the Bulls would have had him at the beginning of the year, they would have been a top four team. Shout out to Pat Bev, whatever. You smoking? Hey, I'm with you on that. But man, 
all of those things started to flash in my head how how arduous this season was. And, you know, Zach Levine, uh, you know, this is the first year where Zach Levine was going to be graded and evaluated like a max player, right? DeMar DeRozan, could he come back and double dip, right? Could he could he do all the amazing things that he did in year two? Or, I'm a year one, I should say, right? The Vooch factor, right? Was Patrick Williams going to become a better player? Is he Was he going to play like the fourth pick in an NBA draft from a few years ago? Kobe White, what was his lot in life? We went through all... All that this year for this moment, because the season wasn't that much fun. You beat Toronto in the playing game, and then you lose to Miami, and now everybody ran here talking about, oh, well, at least you lost to the team that eventually got, went to the Eastern Conference Championship. That don't mean shit to me. Just like these all-star games and just like these individual awards, they don't mean anything to me. I am here for the championship. When do you start building it and when do we start celebrating it? Those are the those are the points of demarcation for me. So as we sat here, me and my lovable, cuddly, adorable, brilliant, smart, vibrant six-year-old son, he goes, hey, explain it to me again, daddy. I'm like, all right. After they flip these cards, 14 through 11, if we don't see the Bulls logo, baby, we we are golden out here. We are having good times the way we had 15 years ago in 2008 when Derrick Rose eventually became the number one pick. They flipped the first card. And I'm like, oh, I didn't expect it to be the Bulls. It wasn't the Bulls. They flipped that second card. I'm like, oh, we cooking with gas now. It's starting to get a little bit fun. Right. Then they flipped the 12th spot. I'm like, oh, (laughs) look at this. No Bulls logo yet. And then they flipped that 11th card. Now, I want to tell y'all, y'all might think to yourselves, Jay, I listen to the pod. I can read between the lines. I know that you like to vibe a little bit. No vibing happening during this situation. Like stone cold, true sober. Right, I'm I'm sitting there hanging out with my guy, getting ready. It's almost bath time. You know, he did his little homework. We're good. We're getting ready to watch a basketball game. But before that, the entire league that isn't in Denver or isn't in Boston is here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, Malika Andrews. You got the you got Adam Silver talking about John Morant, which we will get into later on in this pod. Like the entire the epicenter of basketball that isn't playoff basketball is here. And then that 11 card flips. And boy, did I forget that they don't do the thing anymore where they put the damn team logo on the card that's already been traded. I thought the Orlando Magic had the 11th pick. I screamed, let's go five different times as loud as I could. I damn near punched my shorty in the chest. His shoulders folded up like it was it was a comical mess in here. I, I, I jump off the IG, IG live as if I was one of John Moran's homeboys with, with a pistol that I shouldn't have had in my hand. And I'm sitting there screaming let's go let's go and then it all came crashing down because it took me maybe 45 seconds and a twitter refresh to realize that all that celebration was for not and the nba put in very fine print (laughs) goes to the magic (laughs) under that 11 pick via the bulls let me tell y'all something There is nothing worse than knowing that you shouldn't get something, almost getting it, feeling like you got it, and then having it being taken away from you for at least 45 seconds. 
there was pictures of Victor Wembanyama wearing a number 21 Bulls jersey, or maybe a number 34 Bulls jersey, right? Go back to the Wendell Carter Jr., the, the number Eddie Curry should have wore. You feel me? Go back to the Oak Tree days, those deals. Like, those, those, those visions were dancing through my head. I'm sitting there trading everybody. I'm thinking, all right, where, where do we send Zach? Where do we send DeMar? You know what I mean? How do we clear this thing out for the Patrick Williams, Victor Wembenyama, Kobe White triumvirate that is going to lead this team into the next generation and beyond? Didn't happen like that. They got kicked in the rocks once again. This has been since this pod has, has, has launched this has been 242 episodes of rock kicking that you can hear three times a week here. Okay. Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays as a Chicago sports fan, you can hear. And, and, and it's a certain, it's a certain frequency with which it happens that only certain fan bases can hear who have had their rocks similarly kicked. Okay. Cause I'm sitting there looking at it like, man, this, this, we might be able to run this thing on back. Like we might be able to, to feel good about basketball again. And no, no, I shrunk away getting ready to watch a Western conference game one finals between Nikola Jokic and LeBron James thinking to myself, I'm never going to get anything nice ever, ever again. We've been paid off as Bulls fans. This was the NBA and the basketball gods telling us, you've been paid off. And if you didn't enjoy it as a young man, because my championships as a fan came from ages 11 to 17. If I didn't enjoy it then, guess what, guys? Continuity, huh? Continuity, running it all back. You feel me? Oh, yeah. Basketball guys, they're like, here, here's a here's a sprinkling of three or four years of the most athletic point guard that you have ever seen. Here, we'll, we'll give that to you for a little bit. Here's a little comet, a little basketball comet you can see shooting through the sky. And then we'll take that away from you as well. Here's Jimmy Butler. And then Jimmy will become a star, and it's time for him to move on like he has the last two or three organizations. Man, I, I'm tired of hope. You know, Obama lied. Hope is not free. Uh, hope is very, very costly. Okay. I, I had to then explain to my son the purgatory that we probably will be in as a franchise the, for the franchise that we root for. And it, you know, because we know what NBA hell feels like. We know what the treadmill of mediocrity feels like. Never being good enough to, to really contend for a championship, obviously, but never really being bad enough to get yourself one of these dudes. And then when you are bad enough, you're on the outside of it, right? You get the fourth pick. Like these are the things and these are the reasons why sports are cruel that's why you have to enjoy the times that you get that's why you can't mess around and and, and put too much stock into teams that really don't give a damn because i'll say this right now as a bulls fan there was there was those moments that i hearken back to when my my real fandom got really really ignited in me and it almost happened again tonight it almost happened again but Back to the drawing board we go as we take a look at this situation as it pans out. You know, number two, shout out, by the way, <laughs> Detroit Pistons fans. <laughs> if I feel like I got kicked in the rocks, y'all must feel like you got decapitated. Y'all have been watching bad basketball for the last two years. I know you got a slew of young players, Jordan Ivey, Cade, and all them boys, but man, 
missing out on that dude for the other two dudes, like uh, Scoot Henderson, Darius Miller, going to be fine basketball players. But that guy right there, if he can stay healthy and if everybody's correct, this dude's going to change the game. And, of course, he goes to where the basketball gods would send him, which is San Antonio, which he will have no distractions. He will be absolutely um, enamored, probably, with one of the shittier uh, landmarks in in the entire nation, in the Riverwalk and the Alamo, by the way. Like, how about that? How, how about you push that? Hey, hey Victor, you're going to become really good at basketball. Why? Because we have a Riverwalk that you can go on every once in a while when you're bored. Now, nah, I'm just going to be in the gym, just like Tim, and just like David Robinson, just like anybody else who lands here that just has to force themselves to focus on basketball because ain't nothing else going on. And yeah, I said it because I got a chance to cover a Final Four in San Antonio, and it was one of the worst work trips I have ever taken in my life. Okay? The Riverwalk is ass. There's nothing to eat down there. I almost got shot in the San Antonio club where as soon as I walk in, the brother that looked around was like, hey man, you ain't supposed to be here. You ain't got to tell me that much more. You ain't got to say nothing else to me, brother. So, Congratulations to the San Antonio Spurs and their fan base. Congratulations to Victor Wembanyama, who I hope stays healthy enough for us to really see the true potential he has. And um, congratulations to Pop. You know, now you can coach <laughs> another six, seven years and, <laughs> and and make people feel bad about the, the social justice climate in this world, in this country. Like, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. We've got ourselves another star. Uh, he is getting ready to take the NBA by storm. But Bulls fans, I got to let y'all know, man, there was that moment. There was that moment. We had our 45 seconds, boy. And I'm not the only one because I know a bunch of people who hit me up and also man. tweeted and went on. The, you damn right I you did, Tony. It, you I damn right you it. thought we had him because the NBA fucked yep. us. The NBA mm-hmm. looked us in the eyes and said, we know y'all mm-hmm. not listening to these words. We know y'all just watching these cards flip. And they had people yep. probably in bars all across this city going crazy for a good 45 seconds to a minute. And then a whole bunch of tweets had to get deleted and a whole bunch of things had to get snatched off of social media because all of us were sitting there thinking that we had forget Victor Wembanyama. we thought we were just going to have a draft pick this year for 2023 mm-hmm. that like we were sitting there like yay another young player who doesn't get to play but six minutes a game like Dale and Terry did like that's how we were feeling somebody thought uh when they made the when they stopped and took a break for the last four picks and it wasn't the Bulls up there. They're like, wait, what happened to the Bulls? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did, did the Bulls just get gangstered out of a right. pick? Like, did that just happen? So, yeah, man. That was my night as a Bulls fan. Uh, NBA draft lottery. You have, you have entertained me many a night before. You have enthused me. You have given me hope. But 15 years after the, the long odds of Derrick Rose landing as the Chicago Bull number one overall pick, We placed our rocks right there for you, and you kicked them as hard as you possibly could. And man, get the logos back on those cards so we won't have this problem again, okay? That's for Adam Silver. 
As for the the ambiguously biracial brother, I forget the vice president, <laughs> the, 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 who's the who's the associate commissioner who gets uh, the, the brother that get all the booze in the second round. <laughs> Is it? It's not. It's not Russ Granick. He's not a brother. <laughs> who? What's what's the brother's name? I, I'm I'm spacing on his name right now. It is it is hurting me. It's killing me right now. Because all we do is celebrate the brothers here on the Full Go Podcast. But man, Mark Tatum, Mark, my man, Mark Tatum, huh? <laughs> Mark Tatum walking that job interview. He's just looking you in your eyes like I dare you to guess. <laughs> just ask me the questions and give me this job. <laughs> So shout out to Mark Tatum and Adam Silver and everybody here in the city of Chicago that is representing the NBA because you, you had us and you did it to us. You know what you did too. It was some great TV. You had a whole city getting ready to celebrate and cheer and do all the things we're supposed to do. But now we'll just go back to uh, screaming about continuity and hoping Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan can quote unquote gel (laughs) and get this thing right and all the other buzzwords that they're using out here so we hope you enjoyed that local angle uh there's a lot of despair here on the full go podcast every once in a while we get to celebrate wins and we talk about some fun stuff in life but this is the local angle and this is the full go podcast you can catch us on sundays you can catch us on tuesdays and thursdays right here on the ringer podcast network and of course on FanDuel tv We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Bulls Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. So, since we've last talked, there are... uh... There are a lot of high-profile basketball teams running around the NBA without a head coach right now. Doc Rivers got the heave hole after uh, getting the Philadelphia 76ers to the Eastern Conference semifinals three straight years and no further than that. And, you know, yeah, you can put it on Doc Rivers, but I like to put it on the players in this situation. Doc's just been around too many of these, right? So it's like, all right, you got to go too, right? And I understand it. But watch they go out and hire Mike D'Antoni and mess around. We're going to have a, a reigning MVP on the trade market. Huh? Who says no? Huh? Package it up. Oh, dude, I'm, I am Dollar Bill Simmons out here this offseason. Y'all, y'all, y'all going to get so many trades out of me, boy. Hey, Bill, move on over. Watch this. As soon as they flipped that car and I saw number three, Portland, I'm like, ooh, there it is. <laughs> DeMar. 
Patrick, <laughs> Midway or O'Hare? <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all want y'all want the, the the ease of getting to the airport in O'Hare, or you want the ease of traveling through it in Midway? Because either way, we can you know we can get you out to the Great North, my man Chris Sutton, out there in Oregon. You feel me? He can pick y'all up at the airport. Um, there's gonna be some moving and shaking, Mister Gill. There's gonna be some moving and shaking, Mister Sutton, because one, the Charlotte Hornets, like you know, <laughs> if they, <laughs> if Scoot Henderson and Lamelo Ball are in the same backcourt, you might as well just go ahead and relegate that franchise for the next three years. You might as well just, <laughs> you might as well just say, hey, they're gonna be the first game on the package that you don't want to watch, yep. <laughs> and then, then they're gonna be the highlight package that you do want to watch every night on NBA TV or or whatever Sports Center show or highlight show that you got out there. Because Mike almost kept the team. He almost kept it, but now nah, for he sure almost, he's selling that yeah. thing. Oh yeah, no, no, that, that, yeah, no, no, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can go ahead and let that thing go ahead and down out. Lamelo Ball ain't staying in Charlotte, and the, the infrastructure there is a little, little rickety, right? But Detroit, hey. Y'all, y'all gonna get y'all guy. Don't worry. You're gonna have yourselves a nice little rounded out five of really, really good players. But that Portland thing, boy, I was sitting there like, hey, you know, why can't we be like the Lakers as a city where it's just like there ain't no rebuild. We just restart this thing. Huh? Just 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 plug and play. Damian Lillard. I know my man Gene with the bigs would be the happiest man in the city of Chicago. He's the biggest Damian Lillard fan that I know. And he, he details anytime Dame's go, Dame goes off in a game, he details everything that he does on his social media, which I love. Now, the, the league's going to be changing around here because if I'm the Bulls and I've seen all of the things that have transpired over the last, what, 96 hours, something like that, you have the Milwaukee Bucks look at Mike Budenholzer and say, hey, this ain't working. It's time to move around. You got the Philadelphia 76ers look Doc Rivers in the face and say, this ain't working. It's time to move around. You got the Phoenix Suns acquire Kevin Durant and under new ownership, which they have the right to do, say, hey, this ain't working. It's time to move around. I like Billy Donovan. He's a swell guy. In my interactions with him, they've been nothing but professional. They've been nothing but outstanding. You can't tell me that those organizations and where they are right now can look at those head coaches and say, this ain't working. It's time to move around and think to yourself, what has Billy Donovan done to keep his job as secure as it is. And I'll tell you what he's done. Oh, I, I, I haven't heard this one. I'm, let me get set for this one. Jay, Jay, firing some people. Let's go. I'm tell you, no, I'm not even firing anybody. <laughs> it's just, I mean, come on. You look at the landscape. You mean to tell me Bulls fans weren't thinking that immediately or shouldn't have been thinking that immediately? Like, okay, there's guys out there. If you're going with continuity and things have, you know, kind of plateaued, Things have kind of stabilized there at that 40-42 win mark. Injuries and all injuries. And listen, everybody's hurt. Every team has injuries. Okay? The Denver Nuggets right now are playing in the Western Conference Finals. And this is after two years where their second-best player at the time came off an ACL injury. Okay? Like Jamal Murray is just rounding back into shape. 
They got Michael Porter James. By the way, shout out to drafting. Because if you take a look at the, the players who are leading these teams to these situations, Joel Embiid, draft pick, right? Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, draft picks. I know you can take a look at the Lakers and be like, uh, but the Lakers don't do it that way. <laughs> the Lakers are rarely in a position where they are drafting an all-time great. And when they did, the last time they did that, <laughs> they went out and got Shaq, too. So, <laughs> you know, shout out to Kobe Bryant. But if I'm a Bulls fan, and I am a Bulls fan, I'm wondering to myself, there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking. Obviously, it's already started with the, the firing of these head coaches. Now, you're going to get into that I'm not happy here stage with some of these really, really good players around the league that I'm looking forward to as soon as the finals start. Because y'all already know what time it is. When the finals start, there's going to be players who are watching these teams and go, we are better than them, or I can make somebody better than that team. And then that's when the grousing starts. That's when, you know, the 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 attitude starts. That's when the Instagram foolishness starts, where guys start dropping little cryptic messages and hints. Meanwhile, the Bulls are standing pat, like, hey, continuity will win the day. Now, the only way that Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley can truly get this off, if everything continues to change in the Eastern Conference, they're like, yo, we're going to have the drop on everybody because we're going to be the team that has stuck together through this, which I don't agree with, right? Like, you got an expiring deal and DeMar DeRozan coming up this season. You have a decision that you have to make on Nikola Vucevic, and now that you have the completion of the Nikola Vucevic trade, I mean, looking at it right now, and I don't care if you're the biggest Bulls fan in the world, this trade does not look like a win for the Chicago Bulls. Doesn't look like a win. You got Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., whoever this dude is about to be at the number 11 pick. Like, those are three pretty decent players. Franz Wagner scored 19 points a game last year in his second season in the league. Wendell Carter Jr. has turned into the serviceable big man that, that the Bulls were hoping he would be, was hoping he would become, right? And it's very hard to look at other teams and go, okay, well, you know, this is a lost trade because of this, this, and this. Well, I mean... Yeah, guys need to mature. Guys sometimes get that collar snatch and think, okay, now it's time for me to start really being a professional. And that happens a lot. But man, with the coaching changes that are happening around the Eastern Conference right now, and some of the coaches that are available, and some of the changes that will be made to teams that are championship ready, like the Philadelphia 76ers are looking at this thing in a way that you know, you can't look at Joel Embiid's prime the same way you can look at everybody else's. And this has always been my, my gripe with Joel Embiid. And me and Tony have gone back and forth on this, and it's been fun, right? But I've been serious about understanding what his weight is going to do to his career and what his body type and, and game shape is going to do to his career. The man scored nine less points per game in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. I know he had a knee injury, but that's part of it as well. You know, the reason why LeBron James is looking mortal-like is because he's got a bad right foot injury in year 20. We're talking about year eight or nine with Joel Embiid. We're talking about back-to-back years where the playoffs ain't really clicking the way they're supposed to for a guy that, that that's that powerful, that that's that agile, that's that dominating. So for the Philadelphia 76ers to go, you know what? This ain't working. We're going to have to move around and get a different voice, get a different system, get somebody to get Tobias Harris to wake on up. 
You know, maybe not count on James Harden, but the Daryl Morey thing. The Daryl Morey thing is going to Daryl Morey. And Mike Dad Tony, I'm telling y'all right now, Joel Embiid ain't about to be nobody's Clint Capella. <laughs> Joel Embiid ain't about to be nobody. Hey, I get in a dunker spot and you just throw the ball at the rim and we can just get 20 points off of that. No, Joel Embiid is going to want to get to the free throw line. Joel Embiid is going to want to post up. Joel Embiid is going to want to be the MVP. So now's the time to try to strike. Why these teams are in flux. These teams are rolling over a little bit, trying to figure themselves out. The Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, Chris Middleton's injury over the last, or his health, I should say, over the last two years has derailed that franchise. It's it's put Giannis Antetokounmpo in a position we didn't think, we thought we would be talking about, all right, how many years in a row or three out of five or four out of five of the Milwaukee Bucks going to represent the Eastern Conference? Because Giannis had reached that okay. He's this is that unfuckwithable stage now. You you got 50 in elimination game. All right, now we're talking about something else. And that was all a Kevin Durant toe on the line away from changing a lot of things, right? The Eastern Conference has been so fluid and it's been so um alive. Like it's been like a live living organism. And it's taken its jabs, it's given out some, it's won the championship. It's disappointed. Like this year, for instance, I think the Western Conference got the winner. Whether it's going to be Denver or the Los Angeles Lakers, I think the Western Conference is going to have the NBA champion this year. And it's looking like it's going to be the Denver Nuggets, even though my heart wants it to be the Lakers because of the story, because I want to see this thing play out so we can have some some other conversations. But if you're the Bulls, this is why you got to be careful to make plans and submit things before the landscape is kind of unfolded because the secret extension to both Arturis Karnaschovas and also to Billy Donovan, you keep your powder dry. Maybe just maybe you're talking about one of these head coaches that have become available because when Billy Donovan became available, they dropped everything. They made sure they struck while the iron is hot. You got some coaches out here now that are available, but the bulls don't move like that. The bulls, are loyal. (laughs) The Bulls don't like change. The Bulls have made sure that that their fan base understands that if we give you a product that you can respect and get behind, we'll try to build it up. But it's going to be a slow build. So here we are. There are three teams in the Eastern Conference who are trying to figure out their leadership, who are trying to figure out their roster. There's another three teams behind them that are coming up you know, I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're they going to get rid of one of them big men. And the one that, named Evan Mobley ain't going nowhere. They're going to reshape that roster. You you can't just have two smalls back there guarding people. Like, they're going to have to reshape that roster. These are the teams that are ahead of the Bulls. The New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson. If I'm Jalen Brunson, I take some time off. I look, I, I call by dial back in Leon Rose and them boys. Hey, get 30 the fuck out of here. And then I hang up the phone. That's it. That's it. Give me somebody who want to hoop with me. Give me a 6968 player who wants to hoop, who is half as half as talented and I'll get you right back here cuz I'm a dog. The Tom Thibodeau thing might be one thing like this thing is ever moving. <laughs> this thing is is moving and shaking in a way that I don't want as a Bulls fan to be caught, you know, messing around on these, you know, fat back TVs and everybody else is watching high definition. So, yeah, that third pick, I know Damian Lillard don't want to play with no more children. 
And this is what he's been doing the last few years. Y'all, y'all got him running around out here with, with, with you know, you and uh, Theo Pinson and then and, and, and dudes like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anthony Simons, he's hit nine threes, five games out of the season. It don't matter. None of that matters to Damian Lillard right now. And you know New York's going to be knocking on that door. Jalen Brunson and Jamie, Damian Lillard can't be in the same backcourt, so you wonder what's going to happen there. Just saying, man, while all these things are happening in an ever-evolving, ever-moving NBA world, while we're watching Denver and, and L.A. get it on, while we're waiting for Boston and Miami to just pop up, you, you don't know when your chance to strike is. That's why you have to be ready. I don't know. If with the Philadelphia 76ers making the statement that they've made, the Milwaukee Bucks making the statement that they've made, the Phoenix Suns making the statement that they've made, I don't know how in good conscience I, as a Bulls fan, and one, as a Bulls uh, observer, can say to Bulls fans, yeah, I feel confident about this offseason. No. Other teams are out here making moves. And if there aren't seismic moves on the way, and if we're hearing things about the... The ownership, not the ownership, but the front office being split or there being different factions in terms of starting this thing on over again, as opposed to waiting on till Lonzo Ball gets healthy from an injury that nobody's ever come back from. Yeah, yeah. Some real questions about to happen this summer, and I'm looking forward to them because the NBA finals contenders, the teams that are in championship running, they're firing their coaches. They're firing their coaches and changing their rosters drastically. So if your answer is continuity, this is one of those things where this is a very important crossroad, I think, for our tourist kind of show, and Mark Eversley. Because if you come back and you win 40, 41, 42, 43 games again. They're not lying. That's continuity. You're, you're, but you're, you're carving out your own headstone professionally. Because now... After you do that one more time, I got no choice but to believe that you, you don't know what you're doing if it doesn't work. And that probably isn't the case. But the position that they've thrown themselves in and the box that they've thrown themselves in with the Vooch trade that get, just got completed on draft lottery night just now, with the Lonzo Ball move that has not worked out because of injury, and now with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan sitting there looking at each other after almost a two, two-thirds of a three-year experience with one playoff series and a play-in situation or play-in scenario to show of it, nah, nah, that ain't going to cut it. This city is about to get real ornery. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> the Bears are the only ones right now that got any kind of cover. Blackhawks, yeah, we'll you know, we'll show up to that party once it gets started. We will, but yeah, the Bulls, the Eastern Conference, an Eastern Conference that isn't for the taking seems like it's a little bit more topsy turvy than it was three, four days ago. Your move. It's the full go. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. So, a few weeks back, we did this, and I said what I had to say about it, and we are at the same point. Uh, this Outside the Shy is going out to none other than John Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the NBA. Uh, I don't remember which pod it was because we've talked about Ja a few times on this pod, and each time I've said the same thing, and I will continue to say the same thing. Um, and I'm going to stop talking like I'm talking to uh, listeners or I'm talking to peers or cohorts or, you know, f- fans. I- I'm going to talk like I would talk to John Morant. I'm going to talk like I would talk to any young man in a position of um, fame, fortune, celebrity, multiple pressures financially, personally, mentally. There's a lot on that young man's plate. And we said this the last time we talked about this as well. And all I would say is, my nigga, do you want to hoop or not? Because if you don't, that's cool. But more importantly, do you want to live? Like, I said this the last time we talked about this. And shout out to Bomani Jones. And I know I, I reference Bomani's pod a lot on here is because I think he does this at a level that nobody else is or will do it. Uh, I think he is all things talented, knowledgeable, and also relatable. He did the best that I've heard on this, right? So I'm not going to go too long on this. But some of the things that I've said on this pod and in just common conversation about John Morant uh, was said on, on, on Bo's pod. And it's just to the point of, you know, for all of y'all out there, whether you are black, white, you know, um, in between, <laughs> uh, if you are of uh, Pacific Islander, uh, you know, American Asian descent, uh, if you are one of the Latino homies, homegirls out there, whatever the case may be. We have all been impacted by gun violence in some way, somehow. All of us. Every single one of us. And if you're listening to my voice on this pod, then you too have been impacted by gun violence because experientially, it's the way I talk about sports at least, I've been impacted by gun violence. So a lot of my views come out in that way. This ain't no Second Amendment thing. For all of y'all out there, it's like, oh, well, if he was in the NRA and if he was just taking pictures with his guns like these congressmen, we wouldn't be saying this ain't a white and black thing. This ain't got shit to do with that, y'all. This is about can you do the job or not? Do you want this or not? And also, what's going on with your life? Like, the city of Memphis is not a city that I think uh, is one for... um, the Fugazi gangsters, 
right? And I'm not even talking about John Morant right now. I'm just talking about the people that I know of Memphis, from Memphis, and by Memphis um, are good people, but it goes down, just like in any urban metropolitan area. For you to be riding around, and that it goes back to that whole thing that we used to talk about on this pod too, about, oh, you got to get the... He's, he's around the wrong people. And I was sitting there like, mm, is he around the wrong people or is y'all the wrong people? And all you have to look at is that Instagram. The second, by the way, by the way, this is the other thing. If you are Instagram live around me and I'm John Morant and I just lost $39 million because of my stupidity, I'm breaking your phone for you. Yeah, mama. Hey, come on in. Hey, mom, you on Instagram live? Broken. Is <laughs> granny, granny. Oh, shit. I, 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 granny got the app on her phone. Break her phone, too. Like, you couldn't be around me on Instagram live. But this, therein lies the problem. Before this latest gun incident, there were videos of John Morant popping up in these hole-in-the-wall spots, right? In VIP sections that just pretty much look like you know, somebody's basement, guzzling bottles of Casamigos, which already, you know, shout out to the good people at Casamigos, George Clooney and all the other folks. But I mean, if we really going to talk about it, and they not paying me, but I mean, let's get, get some hair do hair do in your cup, right? Get some, like, let's not, let's not go right to what they forcing on us. Okay. Get some, get some fine tequila in your glass, but he is guzzling bottles of tequila in front of camera phones singing the songs that he loves, shirt off, enjoying his time. At what point are we going to ask, like, we still talking about the 200 million this and the all-NBA that and the, the, the shoe release that didn't get pushed back. Man, when that man spent five days at a retreat and pulled up and said, I have been breathing and thinking about things, I am okay. The first thing I said on this very pod was, yo, Aren't the NBA playoffs a highly pressurized environment? What the fuck do y'all think is going to happen to him? And all the the the, the Instagram slash social media slash Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter files couldn't wait to see. He all right. Yeah, everybody do that every once in a while, this, that, and the other. And I just, I have to say it like this. To the kids out here who are watching how this is going down, who do you want to be? Because look at all the people who are running around pacifying, empowering, uh, enabling, and and pretty much just frankly letting John Morant down with these comments. And and I, I before I jumped on this pod tonight to record, I saw some comments about, oh well, if he was white, this wouldn't be happening. Let me tell y'all, dumbass is something right now, right now. If Nikola Jokic. <laughs> is riding down the street with his two brothers who look like they have harmed people before. Now, not these dudes who just riding around listening to NBA young boy and just happy to be around y'all, but them dudes look like they wear fatigue draws. If Nikola Jokic is riding around and all of a sudden starts waving around a gun in a car, <laughs> listening to whatever Nikola Jokic and his brothers listening to, you please believe he would be in the commissioner's office that week and there would be speaks 
and conversations and repercussions. This ain't a black-white thing. This is a green thing. And more importantly, this is a life thing. Because all of y'all out there who can't wait to throw this dude a life raft and say, this is why he shouldn't be in trouble for this. Or, you know, dumbass is bringing up the Second Amendment to sound as stupid as the same people who bring up free speech in situations. You don't know what the fuck you are talking about. And look at the people who are saying it. And I'd ask John Morant, for all the people that he thinks are caping for him and going hard for him, are these the people that you're trying to impress and have on your team? Because I'll tell you now, when you're broke, these motherfuckers will not be around. And it's as simple as that for me. There are certain things that, yeah, you can, you can do all those things if you want to. Knock yourself out. You just can't do it here. And that's why when we talk about the filtration process, not only when it comes to stars, but professional sports, period. We all know somebody that was cold as hell in high school. We all know somebody that was cold as hell in college. And every time we hear the same sobs, oh, it was a coach, man. It was politics. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't really put me in the right position to let my game flourish. All these other bullshit excuses. At what point do we stop making the excuses for the special? Like, we were supposed to protect the special. That's how I learned back in the day. Like, yo, the special, they don't get messed with because they got a different calling. You can make all the excuses that you want to make on IG or on Twitter or hell, right here on the block next to me while we sit here and be broke and, 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 and miserable together. But going out your way to impress broke people as a rich person will always go against the grain. And more importantly, we've seen how this ends up too. Because I'm not going to front on y'all. I'm not going to front like I've not been in positions before, situations before that I, you know, at the age now, 42, where I'm like, whoo, thank God that shit didn't come back to bite me. Plenty of them. Okay? As recently as four or five years ago. Okay? Like we, there's been situations that I put myself in where it's like, yo, thank God I got out of that. And I don't have $200 million on the line because it ain't about the money. And when it, when it comes down to it, it's like, yo, you got something to live for. You got things you got to do, but more importantly, you got something to live for. So for all the people who are rushing to say that this John Moran thing is overblown, they just, it's a witch hunt and all this, man, shut that goofy shit up. These are, there are responsibilities that he has as the leader of his community now. I'm talking about his personal community. I knew this thing was off the rails when I first saw his pops and how he was interacting. And everybody thought it was cute and everybody thought it was fun, but it's like, yo, at some point, somebody's going to have to Somebody's going to have to be the pro here. Okay? Somebody's going to have to start figuring out how to be the pro. And not just in professional sports, but in life. With all that money, with all that fame, all that pressure, I'm sure it's not easy. That's why I started this thing out with, hey, do you want to do this? Because if he doesn't want to do this, there's a much quieter, much more mundane, much simpler way that he can go about this life. Much simpler. We all know him. Well, maybe not all of us, but 
enough of us know the dudes who just couldn't handle the rigors of athletics. And that's on a high school level, sometimes at a professional level. And yeah, I'm sure he's being pulled in so many different directions, right? You got this obligation. You got that obligation. You got your new shoe coming out. You, you, you know, you're the, you're the face of a drink that nobody drinks anymore in Powerade, if I'm not mistaken. Like you, you got all these things happening and all you want to do is hoop and chill. There comes a time where the job requirements are the job requirements. So for everybody out there saying that that John Morant should fight this, and nah, he ain't got nothing to fight. That's why Adam Silver stood right next to Malik Andrews, looked her in the face and said, he and I talked face-to-face about the repercussions if this kind of activity occurred again. No blinking. Good English, bad manners. John Morant know what's up. That's why I say, He must not want to do this anymore. And if he doesn't want to do this anymore, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be the one, oh, you so stupid for throwing away this amount of money. John Moran has made a certain amount of money now where he could just, if he invests right and if he saves, if he does what he wants, he can can build off that for the rest of his life. But if you don't want to hoop anymore, because it's not just hooping anymore. Like, you take a look at a league where Steph Curry just got bounced out of the playoffs. It's probably the last time we're going to see this iteration of that dynastic squad. Now they're going to have to rebuild. Steph's got, what, three, four, five more years of that kind of play because of how his game is going to travel into his old age. We got LeBron James who's hobbling around on a right foot injury in the 20th year of his NBA career. Like, you're not just making Memphis decisions. You're not just making Morant decisions. You're not just making Western Conference decisions. You're making billion-dollar shifting decisions. So you goddamn right. You goddamn right people going put to the, put the squeeze on you. You are one of the next faces of American basketball. And just like the other stuff I've been talking about on this pod that has come to fruition... I have not been saying this about American basketball these last month and a half. Hell, since the season started. For no reason. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, arguably the three best players in the NBA right now. All of them born on foreign soil. That Utah star game that we watch. Please believe that is the product and the packaging that the NBA wants to put out there a lot more. As these stars get ready to float on over here, got a pretty big one coming in here from France. The face of American basketball going forward. What are we talking about here? We talking about Zion Williamson? We talking about John Morant? So yeah, this is bigger than guzzling bottles of Casamigos or listening to NBA Youngboy in the passenger seat of your homie's Jeep while you wave around another puny ass gun. This is the other thing too. Like, oh, can we get these jokes off? When are we gonna get John Morant a, a gun that, that is appropriate to the size of him? When are we gonna do that? Like, when are we gonna get you hit a joke on hey, you gonna need a bigger bag? We're gonna need a bigger gun. Because the video was so fucked up that we was like, was that a gun or is he raving around? Uh, you know, does he have does he have pinwheels in his hand? Like, does he have a hostess cupcake? Is that a is that little ass? Like he, it's the Harlem night scene where Arsenio Hall they busting at, at the window and then the, then the brother Dean keeps shooting a little pea shooter. He's like, stop shooting that little shit. 
But I digress. Those jokes are over now. Come on, man. This is the face or one of the faces of American basketball going forward. So you're not just making Memphis decisions. You're not just making block decisions. You're not just making Morant decisions. You're making billion-dollar shifting decisions. The NBA is getting ready to sell their rights to you. You think right now they want to tell the sponsors and the powers that be, hey, by the way, come spend four or five billion on this. And uh, yeah, the stars aren't going to speak the language fluently. It's not checkers, man. It's not checkers. This man is messing with a lot of people's money. So excuse me to all the Instagram followers and all the Twitter heads out there who can't wait to bring up Second Amendment foolishness and put themselves in his position and all this. You can't put yourself in his position. You know why? Because you, if you are explaining to me that this is okay, wouldn't be in his position. I'm going to tell y'all right now. If they knew John Morant was this dude, like, we usually see dudes through the pipeline. If they knew John Morant was getting down like this and getting busy, like, and by the way, I don't think we've heard half of, and that's including the Washington Post thing and these two incidents on Instagram Live, there is a ton more shit because now what's getting ready to happen is the real digging. Like, this ain't story digging no more. Now what's getting ready to happen is this young man is going to have to walk on eggshells for a very long time. And because he is a young man and because he's been of this for as long as he's been of this, to be able to act this way as long as he's been able to act this way under the radar, that shit is gone now. And what's going to happen? All this goofy shit, all this dancing in the camera, all this waving at a gun, they going to make your ass do that nigga walk. And when they do it, it's going to be gruesome to watch. They going to make that man watch. If John Morant comes back with dreads, I would be surprised. If John Morant doesn't start tweeting out and talking a certain way, I would be surprised. This is the spot that they did that, that nobody in his camp wanted him to be in. And now he's here. They going to pull that boy by his nose throughout this summer and parade him anytime he gets to let people know that he's changed his ways and it all could have went away. All you had to do was keep your shirt on in the strip club, (laughs) turn off IG live. And when IG live did come on, not wave a gun in front of him. So now we're not even talking about money anymore. We're talking about this is just how you move. So if this is just how you move, Jai, I wish the best for you. I've seen people that it hasn't worked out for. And more times than not, those people, um, it's allowed not working out for them. Like, I'm not going to bullshit y'all. I am legitimately worried about this man's safety. That was my thing. And that's on the strength. That's on the strength. Because he is, he's not, like, this ain't, you know, his friend in that Instagram live moment knew, oh, this ain't it. So all that jives around the wrong people shit. Nah, (laughs) the wrong people know when the right moment is happening. And that was the right moment to lose it all. That was that moment where you ain't you somewhere you ain't supposed to be. (laughs) And your man is on FaceTime and you're like, hey, man, hey, hey, make that panoramic situation a little bit tighter. (laughs) There's a lot going on in this room. You know what I'm saying? Like his man knew. 
His man knew. His man was like, hey, uh, bro, we just in here turning up to some NBA young boy. I didn't know you was going to pull the strap out now. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, how often does that thing come out? Because if it's coming out this often for Instagram Live, how often are you just out here toting it? Man, a wise man told me, nobody should know that you got a gun until they need to know, and hopefully in those moments it serves your purpose. Nobody should know that you're running around like this. Because all you're doing is alerting the wolves. Hey, all you got to do is have more firepower than what he got on him right now. You can get it all. Like, these are the things coming from this city, being of this city and living in this city for as long as I have. You know, I've seen athletes get worked. I've, I've, I, I mean, in front of soul food restaurants. I mean, hell, I met Antoine Walker. Him and, him and Nazi. Right in front of Apples. Everybody can get got. You broadcasting to people how to get you is dangerous. It's dangerous. There's no rap song. There's no movie. There's no video game. None of that shit matters when it comes time. Because the last thing I want to hear from all these people who are like, yeah, it's okay for him. Last thing I want to read, last thing I want to hear is that John Morant was involved in the shootout. That's where we're trending, y'all. <laughs> like playing with guns. That, that's, a, that's a nasty game. I don't know too many people that brandish guns often that end up not having to use them at some point. Either you're alerting the people that would be enemies or would be attackers to, hey, he's got it on him, so you have to approach him as such. Or you're telling the authorities at all times that you've got it on you and you better be papered up. Like, he's just putting himself in way too many difficult jams. Fuck the money, man. He's putting himself in way too many jams. And I think we are caring about the wrong things. So um, I hope he gets it together. Uh, I, I hope fuck basketball for the sake of him and his family that he understands the and respects the power behind the things that he are show, he is showing on social media because it's not it's not going in well and I want it to end well. I'm not one of these guys because there are a lot of dudes out here who are rooting for bad. Oh, that'll show them that no, you you're unhappy with your life uh, to me when when you come at it like that. I want to see that young man get everything that he deserves, everything that's in order for him. And the route that he's going right now doesn't seem like the, that's going to be the path that he's following to get the results that he wants. It's the full goal, that's all the time we have for episode 243 of the Full Goal Podcast. My name is Jason Goff. I want to thank our production staff as always, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. Shout out to Steve Cerruti. And he celebrated his first Mother's Day with his lovely bride and the family. Hey, by the way, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Didn't get a chance to tell you guys this on Sunday, uh, but happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. And also happy Mother's Day to the people whose mothers aren't here. Uh, hopefully you had a chance to, uh, you know, um, think about the good times and have some of that stuff resonate with you. And shout out to all the people out there who uh, got through the weekend safely. I want to say thank you to our production staff, like I mentioned. Uh, 
the 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 fly guy, the smooth criminal, the chief vibes officer, Chris Sutton, and my main man Tony Gill. You know, Tony. And that first did that? Did you celebrate Mother's Day? Because you know you got a mom to be. Did that? Did I did. That, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did su- that work out for you and Steph? Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I surprised her a little bit with a with a couple small gifts. Got her uh, one of those uh, pregnancy Ooh. body pillows that she loves. I got her some, yeah. some stretch mark stretch mark uh, lotion. I said stretch mark. Nice. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, little hey, little coconut oil. Yep. Little get 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 it a coconut oil. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I I'll, I'll send them for some stuff from Belize for you. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. Get you get you tightened up. Yeah, yep. man. Shout out to Steph. You know, happy Mother's Day to Steph. Happy Mother's Day to y'all moms. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Like I said, once again, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to this thing. Thank you for following it, sharing it with your family and friends, rating and reviewing it. Uh, giving it the five stars that you know it needs. If not, we're going to see you in these streets. We will catch y'all on Thursday. Huh? We'll get some baseball in. We'll talk a little bit more post-draft lottery because now we know the Bulls don't have a pick. So how do we make this Bulls offseason more interesting? We'll get into some Bears stuff as well. Some Bears picks are talking and I'm liking some of the things that I'm hearing. So we got a whole bunch of stuff that we'll cover for you. Is David Ross a good manager or not? That's the question seemingly of the week. We'll talk about that. And the the White Sox march to 72 wins continues. So we will get the White Sox stuff in on Thursday as well. 773-359-3103 is the voicemail line for you. Make sure you drop a dime on us anytime you can, whether you've got thoughts about uh, the world of sports or life. I've been getting a lot of you talking about life on the voicemail line. So 773-359-3103 is out there for you. Uh, For the fellas, once again, I am Jason Goff saying, hey, take care of each other. Be safe and remember to stay sucker free. We'll talk to you on Thursday. That 1.8, that was that was their chance.